I'm Banning Air with Season 4 of the Afropop Close-Up Podcast, where we go beyond the music into politics, religion, history, and culture. The 2019 Atlantic Music Expo in Cape Verde, Afropop's Sebastian Booknight met one longtime rapper trying to find a foothold in the country's overcrowded music scene. I meet Manolo in downtown Praia. We take a taxi up a hill to the neighborhood Santo Antonio, where he and his friend Lama have a little recording studio. Outside the door, down the alley past the neighbor's laundry line, is a cliff. We stand there in the hot sun, looking down over the capital city and the big blue bay. I love this view, man. This is just inspiring for writing and all that. This, that wind I was telling about is nonstop. We duck out of the wind into the studio, where some young guys are hanging out. Also my friend Haile, a Zimbabwean Irish rapper and entrepreneur living in Praia. Lama is here too. He started over two years ago, trying to, you know, build up a little rap label in Cape Verde, but it's, you know, hard in this country. Why? Because it's, it's so small, there's not a lot of co- co- collaboration between people, you know, that kind of thing. You know, people all got, got, got their own mind state. You know, heads clash. Some work harder than others, you know. Pe- people are not united. Not at all. Especially not rappers. Cape Verde is 10 small islands in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean off the coast of Senegal. The country has only got around 500,000 people, or it feels like a million musicians. It's a little place that's overflowing with talent. So where, where do you fit in? Well, I was the one handling the, the production, like making beats for everybody, right, writing songs. I have a personal album that I recorded here. It's done. We still haven't released it fully yet because it kind of leaked. But I've recorded a ton of stuff. You could say over 100 or 150 songs. Guaranteed. That's just my recent Creole thing. I guess I'm lucky because, you know, I didn't grow up here. So I, I had more chances to, to learn off of hip-hop and really get like true hip-hop, like, like, like the essence of what really makes it like an art. Manolo is Cape Verdean, but he grew up most of his life in Rotterdam in the Netherlands. I asked him how his family ended up there. Same way all Creole people end up in Rotterdam. They, we just don't know other places. We don't know where else to go. We feel comfortable where our people are. There's a couple of countries who has Cape Verdeans and all them countries have one spot where we all stay. It's one spot. If you go to the, to the States, it's, it's, it's Boston. If you go to the Luxembourg, it's somewhere. If, if, if you go to Holland, it's definitely Rotterdam. Basically, you move from here to the same place. It's just over there. You know, I was, uh, my youth, you know, I was, it was it was a troubled youth. I was a, I, I was a hard-headed kid. You know, parents is not, you know, not stable, stable yet. They basically pushed me into the shit. I was just trying to pull away, like, the whole time. And I, I think I succeeded. Like, I didn't go to jail that much. Like, you know, not, n- not nearly enough for what I was, you know, for what they set me up for. You know, so it, it was easy for hip-hop to, to grab me. Yeah, thank God I, I, was ne- I was never too stupid and, and got too overboard with, with the things I did. But, you know, choosing the wrong friends, making wrong decisions, you know, having the capacity to, to make it in school, but just not the motivation. But now I look back, I'm like, damn it. I would have just studied. I would have a way better chance in life. 
But hip hop picked pick me up and it helped me stabilize my mind. It helped me stabilize because of the, the sort of rappers I, w- I was listening to. So I, I grew up on the greats, like greats, greats, like Bun, uh, Sticky, uh, Eminem, like, you know, that, like Mob Deep, like people who was just doing it for the art. Yeah, the, the professors, exactly. You know, they talked about the struggle, they talked about that, but they also talked about, you know, saying you got to get out of this and you're the one who can, you know, if just find whatever it is you think you need to get out of that. For me, it was music. For example, DMX, you know, songs of his like slipping, where he says, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. Like when, when you hear him talking and saying that, he's the one making himself slip and falling, he's the one. Fucking himself up, and he just gots to get back up. He gots to get back on his feet, like you know. That shit touches me, cause you know. Then I got to be like, yeah, I'm the one too. I'm the one. I got. I gotta step it up. I gotta step it up. Manolo really took that message to heart, and he's paying it forward in a way. He's got a song with a similar idea. Bigger money. Bigger means get get money. That was uh, about you know the fact that everybody is struggling for the same thing here, which is money. And if you really want that money, you're the, oh, you're, you're the, you're the only one stopping yourself from getting it because it's around. You know, it's basically for all the people who, who be saying, oh, this is a poor country, there's no money here, there's no money here. Like, no, you ain't making no money. I mean, I'm making money, I got a job. Then go, go wash a car, do something, but don't say there's no money because now you're motivating other people to be like, yeah, this is there's no money. Let's just sit around and drink all that. Yeah, there's a couple of lines in there where I say, uh, if, if you're not getting any bread, don't blame it on the bakery. You know, you're not getting any dough either. You, 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 you're not, I'm, I don't see you mixing nothing to make bread. Positive message, but said like with strong words. Strong words. Yeah. Manolo is now 35 and he's living in Praia. He came back to Cape Verde in 2013. Over here, since, you know, it is a third world country. So by the time people hear like an album, it's like 20 years later. So they missed out on a lot of hip hop education. If these kids over here grew up on that music, hip hop would have been way different in in this country. But their teachers were like dudes from here who also didn't have the education because they grew up here. So now now you're looking at a master who's, who's not really, he's not a black belt. Manolo's got some black belt moves. 
Here's Kamesti Nenflo. Who is making hip hop in Pride these days? Everybody. Well, you should ask who's not doing it. In, in one tiny swimming pool, like filled with like rappers, it's like it's nuts. Not even fun to do rap no more. The people who, who organize shows, they don't take rap as serious as other music simply because yeah, the, all these rookies doing it and you see only them. You know, so you don't know if rap really has weight or not. There's a couple of dudes who, who like made the mark and finally hip hop now is getting a little bit more recognition. We being put on better stages. They, they, they taking us more serious. We actually getting paid on time. Most of the times, sometimes you do a show, you have to wait three months for, for them to pay. When they can just reach in their pocket and give it to you, but they know you, you're not gonna do anything. I mean, you're just hip hop. You know, the other artists, you know, the, the traditional singers, they always get treated perfect, but that's because their music is, is, is considered art, traditional, you know, it's, it's internationally, you know. Cape Verdeans listen to and play all kinds of music. But the country is widely known for its local sounds, its more traditional sounds, which we've heard a lot here on Afropop. You've got Funana. Batuku. The syrupy pop music Kizomba, which actually originated in Angola, is huge in Cape Verde. But above everything else, the sweet melancholy of Cape Verdean Morna and Coladera are famous across the globe. Cesaria Evora was the queen of Morna and Cape Verde's first real international music star. Eight years after her death, music promoters in the country are hungry for a new Cesaria. But for many Cape Verdean youth, hip-hop is on top of it all. Because it's young people music. The traditional music is cool, but it's maybe a little too old or too dusty for, for a 16-year-old boy. You know, he's hanging out with five dudes, he can't put that on, you can't vibe on that. You want to go like this, you go like, ah, you, you want to go like that, and you can't do that with that music. You need, like, hip-hop hip has all kinds of shit in it. You can do anything, which you can't do with other music from our country. You can't impress young people with old stuff. Sometimes rappers will dip into that traditional music, mixing hip-hop with Morna or Batuku. I've seen it done many times, but never has it really stuck, like, like where people were like, that was great. Lama agrees. So it's, it's usually weak rappers trying to use it 
to promote themselves yes. to a greater public. That's kind of Cape Verde's musical problem. Morna is gorgeous, but its fame has turned it into a kind of brand, which the Ministry of Culture and the music industry promote above everything else. You have to at least dabble in that sound to find success, unless you're a big Kizomba star. The state funds most big concerts, so it has a heavy hand in deciding who gets heard. The Atlantic Music Expo, or AMI, can help local artists get known abroad, but it's not really an even playing field. This year, Manolo got picked to play AMI for the first time. I, I don't know if it's luck or just, you know, something like that. Cause, I think it was pulling strings more than yeah. anything else because they don't really like the help. No. Any artists that are not on their labels, the bigger guys running this Omni thing here in Cape Verde, they really don't like to help anybody that they're not with. That they that, yeah, Manolo, for example, then had about two contract offers. One of them actually came in here when we first got started and told us, I will sign you, I'll give you everything you need, which is not that much. It's a glass, computer, a mic, and an interface. But he didn't say you would make just a little amount of money. He said you will not be making nothing, nada, for two years. No, usually that happens because they have to pay for a lot. But I'm one of those type of artists where you, you, you don't have to pay a producer. You don't have to pay a singer. You don't have to pay a writer. You don't have to pay an engineer. You don't have to do nothing. I'll give you the product done. So why would you make all my money for two years? And he is one of the dudes who is like big in yeah, this. Yeah, he's the biggest. He's, he's, he's actually, the biggest. Yeah. Yeah. As the leader of this. You know, we're not going to mention his name because oh. then it might trip us up later on. Right. But, you know, now now he's he's on a friendly mode with us, you know? Of course, because he's seen he got there without his you help. You didn't stop. No, without his help. Lucky us, huh? But it's just the reality, you know, that's the music business. It's always like this. Always people trying to stick one large hand in your pocket, knowing your pocket's this small. But hip-hop has, has the, the, the smallest fighting chance. Right. I, I don't want to say they're keeping hip-hop down. Want, they want it's, a certain type of hip-hop. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. What they call hip-hop. Yeah, yeah. And they don't know hip-hop. I'm thinking about, you know, like LGBTQ, like the, these guys. Yeah. That that's what they want. Yeah. The party-friendly, party because that's, that's more... Yeah. It's more of a guarantee that they'll make money with that. Yeah. Money, 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 music. Like the ghetto thing, they don't believe in the ghetto. Ghetto people ain't got no money. So if you if you do a, a show with only ghetto people, you're probably not gonna sell as much beer as you normally do because everybody got their beer in the, in, in the backpack, man. This is just, just a whole lot of shit that they, they just want to stay far away from, which comes with the real hip hop. But an artist also has got to make money, so even Manolo is not immune. I can't be doing the neighborhood thing all the time because then I would be on for free all the time because people just don't have that money. But sometimes I just got to give in and be like, yeah, sure, I'll come through and do a little something on your show just to hype y'all up a little bit. I know y'all ain't got the money for me. You know, just have a couple drinks and a ride home. They're hoping that the AMI concert gives Manolo a step up and a stamp of credibility that'll help him get booked in the future. And we, we, we can't do nothing about it, but just, you know, stay on our path and just try to do better and make our shit look as what it really is, like it is an art form. Manolo's work shows it. His wordplay is sharp. 
and his voice has got many faces. On some tracks, he's got a low growl like DMX, and on others, a thin drawl like Snoop Dogg. Not to mention, he can do it all in three languages. Uh, Dutch, English, and Cape Breton. I wish I could speak French so I can do it in French too. <laughs> Basically, in any language, just, just whatever you want to say, say I asked him what language he thinks in. <laughs> that's, that's a trick question, because that, that, that would depend on my mood, where, where yeah. I'm at, or who I'm chilling with. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I think in Creole, I don't even know why. Because most of the times it's just in, English and Dutch. Manolo sounds like he's lived in the U.S., but he's never been. He got his English from hip-hop and cartoons. So when I was in Holland, I started off in English, I guess, because I was listening to English rap. But later on, since I was there, you know, I was like, I got to start saying some Dutch stuff, too. I need people to really understand what I was saying. That's why I kept switching languages, because the listeners kept changing. It's very important when you're rapping that people react, that, that, that they feel it. And it's impossible to do that when you don't understand it. Now he mostly sticks with Creole. It works locally, of course, but most bookers coming to look for artists at AMI won't be able to understand. Plus, there's pretty much nothing about him online in English. But Anglophones aren't his target. So it's, it's every Creole in the world. Wherever you're at, you're my main focus. It's a day-to-day -day thing. If you're my race, you'll understand it. If you're a Creole, it's something that either you went through or you know people who went, or you know crazy-ass niggas who do that shit. Either way, it will touch you, it will touch you. It is not easy to sound good in this language or to, or to actually impress somebody lyrically. Simply because the, we don't even have a dictionary yet. We could say the same word and all three of us say it completely different. To me that could offer a lot of potential for poetry that, though. Yeah, that, that's why I take advantage. I use it all. Right. So now you're already impressed with all this rhyming, it makes sense, and then there's this crazy thing in between. They were like, okay, okay. I, I didn't know that was possible. Like, a, like I'm showing people like a new way of rhyming. This is Pop Poi, which means put it on. He's telling the DJ, come on, man, you've played everybody else already. It's time to put Manolo on. He's calling out the big time Cape Verdean artists like Lura, Mayra Andrade, Nelson Freitas. Even if you can't speak Creole, you can appreciate the flow. Hey, 
pensar o chiqueiro A minha heroína, chega a berolinha, já anda o xixeiro Chico tal ao, chico significa calma, flau Mas nunca tá fica mal não, tchau tchau Está na pica, tá na chica, pau pau Tá na pica, mal na pica, pau au Cusa que tá filha, seca bique, dá o flau Está despedido, indivíduos, que trivírio Que o birulho tá falando, mas não não fica brabo Mas não não fica nada, nega, what? Cantura, bilans, pata, gens, dang, bom, fang Vita, pila, um fang, que bem flang Mas que se mandou, pouca, sal, pão, flam, pão, lavanta Nega, me jam, banca, bem trango Spanca, barriga, banturio, stango Cantanha, vira um flang, fam, esse pedango Me mete, crebrão, blanco, que nem rambo Vira, just the way we feel we should do it because it is an art form the way we do it and we want these kids to see this yes. we yeah. we need them to know that this is possible this is possible you can impress your 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 school teacher with words that he taught you like if you can really flip it good and i've seen young young boys do it that you know in in, in five six years you know they might kick my ass on the mic because you know they, they they're starting to go there. They they starting to really flip things, really really play with words, really trying to be intelligent in every line. You know, making punchlines. Yeah. Make sure it's always well thought out. You know, it's something that if your mother would listen to, she would not be embarrassed that you're the one who wrote that. Because that's the problem. We are so small. Whatever music you make will come into anybody's hands. So you better do what you do right. You know, I went through it. I actually have a song where, you know, I, I did what has never been done here. Just using curse words the whole song. Oh, yeah? But in the most stupidest, ridiculous ways. I forgot we're so small that it's gonna fall in the hands of, you know, my aunties, fathers, yeah. and ev everyone. Did you know that my most popular song is that one? The curse words. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's, he's no, I did it in a way that my aunties heard it, and everybody yeah, heard it, and they just laughed like, you crazy. Why would you say that? It, it had a great sense of humor behind it. It made you laugh every line, even though the line was like crazy. I was insulting myself like half the way, so I'm not pointing any fingers. Right. It's a new way. You can just be you, crazy, as long as it's well thought out. That's what kept me from putting a lot of the music out when I, when I started actually recording. Because I realized my, my raps were extremely hardcore. But my, my style music, I, I don't I can't do party music, I can't do love music, I can't do nothing most of the music that Manolo does. I'm just a hardcore street rapper, which this young boy once told me, oh no, we gotta be positive with our music. I was like, no, you gotta be you with your music. Your, your music is, is is expression of self. I don't I don't party. I don't I, first time I've ever fell in love at 33 years old. Well, how am I gonna Come talk about this. You know, I live the streets, so that's what I talk about, but in a positive note. A lot of rappers dig deep into social problems. We talked for a long time about racism and the colonial mentality in Cape Verde, which Manolo and Lama said fractured the music scene as well as the society at large. I think when you come from nothing, you want to make yourself bigger than what you really are, and you end up putting other people down. It's that divide and conquer mentality. It, 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 it comes from slavery. House nigga and field nigga. That's why we have here some Bajudus and Badus. Even went to a trip to Sombicente where this young lady was like, only you Badus were slaves. So I told her, what, y'all were the ships, the chains and the whips? Because you're still in that slave state yeah. of mind where you're telling me only we were slaves. What were you? You're better than them. Yeah. You see, you're lighter. Here's the whip. Yeah. Hit them. Yeah. Now you're thinking, I'm not a slave. Yeah. I'm whipping the slave. Yeah, exactly. It's more of a slave. They're controlling your body and your spirit. Is this conversation like something that you talk about? No. Actually, no. No. Not not that much because, you know, it could label me as, as, as one of them, those, you know, rights. But I, I don't want to be that. I don't want to do that. I, I want to have more space. You know, if I do it, it would be once. I would not repeat it because then 
certain people only like that. So now they'll only wait for that. And whatever, whatever else I do, like I fail for them. Like, ah, I don't know. He lost his heart. He lost his spirit. He lost his like. No, I just wanted to talk about that one time and then just leave it there because it doesn't bother me. As, as a person, it doesn't bother me as, a, as an adult. The only thing I'm trying to preach is, you know, believe in yourself and do you because no one can tell you where your limits are because they put a limit on me like a million times. And one day I was like, shit, why, why I got to... Keep breaking through limits. Let's just accept it. There is no yeah. limit. I, I can do it all. Don't tell me I can't do it. I can fucking do it. Yeah. If I want to learn to, to play the clarinet, it'll just take me some time, but give me six months. I'll find out how to do it, and I'll play the clarinet. But for all this talk, Manolo is still hesitant about the rap road overall. I don't know if it's a, if it's a positive thing, because it, it kind of, you know, when I see young dudes trying to be rappers, I'm like, mm, dude. Better off, you know, doing something in school, you know, it's, it's gonna help you out quicker. Yeah. You'll have money way faster. Yeah, You'll yeah. be stable before your 30s. What? You follow this road, you might still be looking for stuff after your 30s. Simply because you're true to an art form, like, I wouldn't recommend it, but I, you know, you, you, you can't stop what people feel in their heart. What? Can't help but warn you that it's a, it's a long road in a country that is not ready for it yet. They're not ready for rappers to actually be successful yet. So I guess we gotta wait for the next generation. We're showing them the right way. If we succeed or, or don't succeed, they see how it's done now. Like, if you wanna help the art form, that's the way to do it. It's, it's growing, you know, the ball is rolling. It's just a big, heavy-ass bowl and it just rolls really slow. But it's, it, it's starting to roll for me. Manolo had to run to another interview. We headed back out onto the windy street where some young guys came up to him and said, hey, Lama told them about the Ami concert happening the next day. I always forget people kind of know me. You just walk past them like I don't know. Like, yeah, I think he knows yeah. you. Know, you just no, know you. no, no, he, he knows it's me. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because of the dirty song. Yeah, yeah. Trust me, it's the dirty song. <laughs> It's that one. They love that one. Oh, my God. <laughs> this Afropop close-up was made possible in part by a grant from the National Endowment for the Arts. But to keep this series going, we need your support. Please visit afropop.org and make a donation. Every dollar counts. For Afropop Worldwide, I'm Sebastian Boknight. <laughs> <laughs>